<laughs> Thank you. Well, I, I told the pastor, don't worry. In the Bible, you can see God make great things with few people. So everybody here, we are important for the Lord. And, and I know he had great plans for this church. Maybe we can't see, uh, but I know God had uh, something to do. Let, uh, we had the, this morning in the, the Sunday school, you had the books or no? no or the, I, I have mine, but if, if, okay, somebody have books or no, but if you had the books... Okay, awesome. We had the, on the page number 35, the lesson for today. It's uh, the theme of all this uh, uh, teaching in Sunday school is the journey into the kingdom living. And the lesson number eight, it's in Luke chapter 15, verse 1 through 7. And we will read this verse Luke chapter 15, verse 1 through 7. The Bible say, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man received sinners and ate it with them. And he spake his parable unto them, saying, what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he lieth it uh, on his shoulder rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my ship which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be more, oh, sorry, shall be in heaven over one sinner than repent more than 99 just persons which need not repentance. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for your worth. Uh, we pray. And this morning, we want to hear your voice and learn this lesson for our life and put in practice, Lord. Thank you for this church. Thank you for everybody here. And we pray in your name. Amen. And the lesson number eight here is talking about making Jesus rejoice. And we have this uh, uh, how Jesus had this contact with these Pharisees and the scribes, and uh, he started to, they started to murmur. Why? That's the question. Why these people start to talk, uh, murmur uh, to the Lord? It was because he was eating uh, with sinners and publicans. And we can take a couple notes here. And uh, uh, we will come today and, and read this in the lesson number eight. 
now we come to one of the most important components of the kingdom living. What comes to mind when you think about God? Uh, do you picture a harsh uh, judge uh, actually waiting in the heaven to punish anyone who does something wrong? Do you think uh, of a grumpy old killjoy, nothing influence our life like what enters, what enters in our mind when we think about God? More than anything else, what you believe God to be like determined the kind of Christian uh, you are. One of the best descriptions of God in the Bible is in the Psalms uh, 103, uh, verse 8. And you, you can write there the, the verse. But the point here is what we believe about God. And uh, I remember when I was a child in the Sunday school, and I remember the preachers talking about God. And, and in my mind, God, it was like, a, uh, you know, like uh, this bad or, or this very strict, strict, you say that? Or, or this very, <clears throat> all the time tell us what to do. And, and sometimes we had a, a, a run and knowledge about God. And we don't have a, a, a right belief about God. And, and what we believe about God, they can change our reality. If you believe God is, we had this problem in, in many, uh, in this world, in many churches, because they don't teach about the real God. They teach about, okay, God loves you, and he don't care if you are a sinner, and, and he never judged the sin, so don't worry. Be, do your life. And they, their life, it's uh, the result about that, what they believe about God. And all the churches, they believe, no, God is uh, very strict all the time he's telling to do, and, and, and you can lose your salvation if you don't do this. And, and the, that people, they live like what they believe about God. But what will we live about God? And uh, in Psalms, verse uh, 103, verse 8, 103, verse 8, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. And uh, when we talk about the God attribute, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the passive because I'm trying to say the, the right word. But when we, when we look at the, the God attribute, sometimes we believe the, the God is more love and less uh, just, you know? Or sometimes we believe, no, God is more saint and less love. And uh, that we need to understand something. God it's, it's the same. He don't change. It, it's the same. God is so love and God is so mercy, but God is so uh, just. It's, uh, it's justice and, and it's mercy and gracious. So what we believe about God? So you can write the, the verse there about what the verse say about God. It's, it's merciful. It's gracious. It's slow to anger. And uh, it's plenteous in mercy. And to illustrate this through, in the verse, Jesus tells a, a parable of the lost sheep. And we know that parable about the lost sheep. And uh, this parable will cause us to have a right thought about God and make Jesus rejoice. There are uh, at least two requirements. And we will see this morning these two requirements. The first is remember what, why Jesus came 
And the second one is reflect on why Jesus won to remind. So the first thing is remember why Jesus came in the verse 1 through 4. Somebody want to, tell, to read that for, for me, please? The 15, 1 through 4. Remember why Jesus came. Thank you. So remember why Jesus came and the, why Jesus came. And many people, uh, more the Pharisees and the scribes, uh, when they were thinking about the Messiah, they were thinking more in uh, somebody powerful to, you know, because they, will, they will would now love to be uh, a slave of Romans. So when they were thinking about the Messiah, all the time they were thinking about a liberator, somebody to come and, and, and help them. But when they see Jesus, they see a different person. They see a, a, a peaceful man. They see a mercy man, a merciful man. They see a, a, a somebody with a, a love. And it was what the difference they will believe about the Messiah was for them. It was more a, a liberator, a, a, warrior, a warrior, somebody to... To do that, but why Jesus came? Why Jesus came to this world? And you can see here in the, the first verse, the one to, through four, he was eating with publicans and sinners. And, and the publicans, uh, it was uh, despicable people for the people for Israel because there was uh, people from Israel, but their job was uh, taking the taxes, and they would work for the the Roman government to finance all the oppression of Israel, and there was a despicable man. So uh, when you think about publicans, you need to think that that people, there was like traitors. The, the pastor, uh, well, this morning, you, was, you were here in the, in the, in the main service, but uh, he talking about uh, we, we need to love our country, we need to love our, our family, we need to be faithful to our, our country, our family. And these people, it was traitors for the, their country. The publicans, they were traitors. They were working for the Roman Empire, and they were taking the taxes. They will collect taxes for the Roman Empire. So the Pharisees and the scribe look at Jesus and see Jesus eating with these people and say, "Hey, supposedly we will come to save Israel for the Roman Empire." So we need to remember why Jesus came, and and he came to find these people, the, the, the publicans and the sinners. And we don't know what kind of sinners it was eating with Jesus. And maybe it was some prostitute, maybe it was some, some uh, murderers, or I, maybe it was some thief eating with Jesus. And, and, and these uh, people, the Pharisees and the scribes, they are complaining uh, with that, and they start to talk and murmur about Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribe complained that Jesus associated with uh, these sinful people and even eating with them. The Pharisees uh, were a, a religious political party who lived by the letter of the Mosaic law. 
as interpreted by the scribes. The scribes were respect, authority, teacher of the love of Moses. And, and, and you have many different uh, uh, people uh, that will live in that moment, Pharisees, the publicans, the scribes, the Herodians, and the Sadducees. But in this moment, it's only two. It was the, the Pharisees and the scribes. And both, it was relation, it, both will have the same relation with the law of Moses. And they start to talk uh, and, and, and talk bad about Jesus because he was eating with these people. He was sharing time. He was in this fellowship time with the, the, the publicans and, and the sinners. And they would start to say, hey, why why he do that? The law of Moses and the Bible teaches about be, uh, uh, don't have the relation with these kind of people. So uh, a scribe, it was a, a, a person in his work was, uh, trust, how do you say that, transcribe the Bible? That was, his, that was his work. And they know both, Pharisees and scribes, they know a lot about the Bible, about the manuscript and everything. So in the Bible, we had an example about a good uh, scribe is in Isra, chapter 7, verse 12, uh, when the king, uh, I can say this name, Atarxerxes, and he talked about Israel. He said he was a, 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 a perfect, he was a, a, a man following God, and, and you can read with me, verse 12, chapter 7, and you can put here in these lines, uh, uh, what the king of Persia write uh, this letter and what he used for introductions, talking about Ezra. The verse 12 say, After six is king of king unto Ezra, the prize ascribe of the law of God of heaven, perfect peace, and uh, at such a time. So he was a man with a good testimony in front of the king. And no all the scribe was bad, bad, uh, bad people. So, but when we talk about what Jesus came, what Jesus came, he came to find the lost. He came to find the lost. And we can see when he started to talk about uh, this parable, he gave this emphasis about uh, he come to uh, find the, the lost sheep and his, all this Verse is not only talking about this last sheep; it's talking about the the seeking shepherd, a shepherd, and uh, the emphasis of this parable is not the lost sheep; it's the seeking shepherd, and uh, it's the gospel of the shepherd seeking the lost sheep, and uh, we can change the the title in many Bibles and change for not the lost sheep; we can put the the seeking shepherd. And therefore, reaching the lost people is to be the top priority in the kingdom living. So why Jesus came? She came to find the lost. And Luke chapter 19, verse 10, talking about this, why Jesus came. 19.10 say, 
For the Son of Man is come to seek and save that which was lost. That's the purpose. That's why Jesus come. He don't come to find the 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 the, the justice. The, the the he come to find the lost. And uh, this story, this parable, what Jesus says, talking about why he come. I come to find the lost. And uh, why we can reflect, the second point, why, uh, reflect why Jesus wants to remind, it's about uh, when we think of God, we shall think of seeking shepherd and his reaction when the last person is found or saved in Jesus' parable, when the shepherd finds the lost uh, sheep, he lies uh, it uh, on his shoulder, rejoicing, and he doesn't bear or drag to the sheep back to the flock. He lovely putting his shoulder and carrying back to the flock. When the shepherd arrived home, he called together his friends and neighbor. What does he say to them? Uh, what happened? What what did the shepherd uh, say to the friends or the neighbor when he found the, the sheep? Rejoice. He rejoiced and he said, hey, rejoice with me. And uh, this is the heart of Jesus about the lost. Remember the verse when they say when uh, in, in the heaven, is, I would paraphrase. It's like a, a, a party when somebody, it, it's come to life, you know. And uh, they rejoice. And uh, Jesus tried to teach these people more about, this is the purpose why Jesus come, to find the lost to, to find the last, to, to share about the life. And when somebody comes to the life, when somebody comes to Jesus, it's uh, not only a rejoicing in Jesus' heart, it's a rejoicing in heaven. And my question is, in our life, we rejoice when somebody pass through the death through the life? We rejoice when somebody comes to the Lord? And uh, dear brother, we need to understand if we want to, uh, do what God love. It's we need to start to find the lost. We need to start to preach the gospel. We need to start to share the gospel because that is what uh, Jesus loved. That's what uh, rejoice him. So Jesus pictures a person in this world without God. It's a lost person. Uh, it's a person with not God, but they need. To be found in Luke chapter 10, verse 2. Uh, chapter 10, verse 2. The Bible says, Therefore say unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send four labors into the harvest. So I heard at one time this phrase, the problem never was the harvest. The problem is the labors. And the harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. And if we understand the God, Jesus, come to this world to save the lost, if we understand that is what uh, rejoice him, that's what God loved, we need to understand we need to be part of that. Uh, we need to be part of that. And uh, in the chapter 10, verse 2, we read, uh, say, 
The problem is not the harvest. The problem is the laborers because they are few. And then Jesus says something critical, important in the rest of this verse. What does he say? Uh, in this verse, Luke chapter 10, verse 2. What do you think? He said, the, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. And he said uh, later, what we need to do? Pray. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. For what? To send laborers. And the, the, what Jesus said here, it's okay. The problem is not the harvest. The problem is the labor. And our job is to start to pray to the Lord for new laborers. For new laborers. And uh, the reason why we don't talk to our friends about the Lord is why we don't talk to the Lord about our friends. And sometimes we pray a lot about, okay, God, please send somebody to preach in Africa or send somebody to preach in Argentina. But we never pray for our friends, for our, our people, for our relatives, our family. And the, the key in this point is the prayers. We need to start to pray for the lost. We need to start to pray for the lost. And... In Luke chapter 21, uh, after Jesus sent the 72 to preach the two by two, remember that, that part? After that, when they come and they give all the, the report to Jesus, in the verse 21, the first part, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit. Why? Because he heard about how many people received the truth, received uh, the gospel. So we need to understand the heart of Jesus, the heart of God, is the gospel. And we need to be part of that. Not only pray, not only be part praying for the lost, we need to be involved in that. Uh, a major part uh, of kingdom living is doing what makes our Lord rejoice. What can do this week to make Jesus rejoice? And uh, we need to start to that. Uh, after more than 40 years, the, this, this man say this, the pastor, uh, I have learned I can change anyone, not even my wife or children, but the word God can. And I remember when I received Christ in my life and God put a fire in my heart to preach the gospel. I started to preach everybody. And I started to preach one of my friends, one of my best friends, and he said in one moment, okay, Lucia, thank you for talking to me about God, but I don't talk about political, religion, or soccer, because in Argentina, and I said, yeah, but I want to share more with you. I said, no, no, we can be, continue to be friends. We can share a lot of things, but no religion, no political, and no soccer. So that moment, it was like, you know, when you feel frustrated because you have a truth to tell them and they don't want to hear. So I started to pray for him. I started to pray and say, okay, Lord, uh, I, I pray for him. Please touch uh, his heart. Please do something. And uh, every time when I would try to talk to the Lord, all the time he was the same thing. No political, no religion, no soccer. So uh, a couple of years later, I was praying a lot for him. A couple of years later, I received a call for his, his dad Call me and say, hey, Lucio, can you come to see Gabriel? Can you come to see him? 
And I said, yeah, of course, why? He had an accident. So I go to visit him. He was in the bed uh, with a lot of scarf and uh, a lot of stuff. And he told me, and he asked me, Lucio, please, can you tell me about Jesus? And that was uh, a great moment for him because he received Christ in, in his life. But it was a great moment for me to teach me we need to pray uh, for the lost. We need to pray. We can give up with that. Uh, I, we are seven brothers. Uh, I, had seven, I had six brothers. And my mom prayed for them and for all of us, uh, maybe for 50 years, because my older brother had 54, and he received Christ maybe six years ago. So never stop to pray for the lost. And uh, we need to understand, because... It's not about us, it's about God, it's about uh, the God, the Word of God, because He can do great things. And uh, page 38, uh, talking about this, about pray for the lost and give the message for them. Uh, the problem is not the message, the problem is the messenger. And I love this uh, statistic here in the second paragraph today. The 63% of the unchurched people will respond positively, positively to the invitation from a friend or neighbor uh, to attend a church service. And I say, oh, wow, the 63%, they will say yes. So if you invite 10 people this week, maybe six people they will come the next week. And uh, look very easy, no? But the problem is not the message. The problem is the messengers. The problem is it's because we are not involved in, in present the gospel, and we are not involved in, in share with others about Jesus. And this is the heart of uh, what God loved. Jesus come to this world to find the lost. The lost. In John chapter 3, verse 16, God said he sent his own son for us. He sent his own son for this word, and we need to understand this is the heart of God. Uh, share the gospel to others. In Mark 16, uh, 15, and he say unto them, Go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We need to do that. That's the way to make Jesus rejoice. Remember why Jesus came. He came to find the lost and reflect on why Jesus wants to remind. We need to pray and we need to go and share the gospel with others. I had a, here, uh, this is a, a, it's in Spanish, I'm sorry. I, I don't take note to this morning. So this is a car, I will give you there. This car, it's, so you, this week, this is like a challenge for this week. Uh, so put in practice the word. You need to put a name of, a friend or a relative or somebody uh, who never received Christ, who never he's not saved, and start to pray. Pray for them, uh, for these people, for this person. Pray all the week, maybe once a day, maybe two a day. I will, I, I will leave you. Maybe once a day, maybe two a day. Put your name. It's in Spanish. You say nombre, nombre is name. Put the name. Uh, you don't need to post on Facebook or nothing like that. But put the name and start to pray for them. And, and something I learned, it's 
never pray for something for something uh, with maybe you can be the answer. So maybe you are praying for, okay, Lord, I pray for my my parents. They don't have the Jesus in their heart, and maybe you are the answer. You need to go and present the gospel. So take the time this week to pray. Put a name there and pray and pray and pray. And maybe you can invite to the church next week uh, or the, we had activity in your bulletin. You have, we had the Resurrection Sunday. You can invite them and say, hey, come on. Everybody loves Resurrection Sunday. You know, the people come to the church. So the 63% of the people respond positively when you invite to come to the church. So the problem is not the message. The problem is the messenger. So uh, we need to put in practice and and make Jesus rejoice. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, because you come one day to to this world and you suffer for us. Thank you because we don't deserve, but you love so much to us. And, and, and God, we pray for uh, the name we will put in this card. All this week, we want to pray for somebody. We want to take our time and pray and pray. And maybe we can invite the next week to come to church. Maybe we can invite to different activity. Or maybe we can talk to them directly and clear and present the gospel, present about we are sinners, we are separate uh, for your glory. And if we die with sin, we are going to the hell. But Jesus come to this world to save us. And if we understand Jesus come, he suffered, he died for us, he rise, he live, and he want to give us life. Lord, we pray for our family. We pray for our relatives. And thank you, Lord, for your words. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.